Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. Ready for an exclusive Costco offer on a Chevrolet? Right now, eligible Costco members get preferred pricing on select 2019 models like Equinox, Silverado, and the all-new Blazer. Plus, a $500 Costco cash card after purchase and completing a Costco survey. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Some conditions apply. It's Jason Taylor here from Taylor Automall. This exclusive Costco offer has also been extended to select Buick, GMC, and Cadillac models. Take advantage of this fantastic offer now at Taylor Automall. Welcome to Kingston Sports, brought to you by the Taylor Automall, joined by my co-host Kyle Campo. And we've been uh, off for a couple of weeks, and we're going to be off again next week because uh, I'm on holidays. But uh, the big news uh, coming into the weekend are the Queen's Golden Gales football team will be uh, kicking off another season, a new era under a new head coach, Steve Snyder. And I was just saying to you off the air, I've, I've been to uh, a few practices uh, uh, to watch a bit. And because uh, we've had a couple of press conferences and uh, the thing that uh, strikes me right away is the incredibly high tempo that they uh, practice at and everything is done. Uh, it's it, obviously it's incredibly well organized, but just the energy and the tempo has been uh, has been outstanding. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of youth and a lot of energy, as you yep. mentioned, coming from from Coach Snyder and the rest of his staff there. Long time coming. I think we've we've uh, been talking a lot about the transition from Coach Sheehan to Coach Snyder for the last you know, handful of months since it really happened. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the training camp has, has been underway. And I think we're we're finally excited to see the, the Gales take to the field at Richardson Stadium Sunday at six o'clock against the Carlton Ravens, who I mean, have been a team on the rise over the last handful yeah. of years since they they came back into the OUA, team that lost to Western in the semifinals of the conference last year and should be a really exciting game. It, it should be. At six o'clock. Uh, there's an article uh, that we posted in the Kingstonist yesterday. They've got uh, 10 guys coming back on either side of the ball. They've got three uh, OUA All-Stars in defense, and they got a kid that's a uh, receiver that uh, um, was drafted in the seventh round by the Argos and came back for a fifth year. So, you know, the Queen, you look at the Queen's schedule, their, their first three weeks, they, uh, uh, they play uh, uh, Carlton that was five and three last year. Then uh, game two, they're at Western, who are eight and zero last year. And Western, a team that have lost some pieces on defense. Their 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 entire th- three big uh, uh, linebackers on defense, who were uh, perennial o- U Sport All Stars, all Canadians, and uh, so they they're going to have some holes to fill. But they're going to be a powerhouse again as well, as they always are. Yeah. Westerns all is has I think established themselves over the last handful of years as as being the team to beat in the OUA. I think they're they're very similar in their regard in terms of Laval. Maybe not quite the the amount of dominance that they've that Laval's had in in the Quebec Conference over the years since they've kind of taken over as the team to beat. There, there's been a a wave here in Ontario where Queens is a team, and then yep. McMaster, and then Laurier right. has had a couple yep. of years, and and Ottawa's always seems to be in the mix. So, I think that Western though, and, and this has kind of been their run under head coach Greg Marshall. And uh, I think that they're they're still the team to beat this year as as the reigning conference champions, uh, and then probably have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder based on how last season ended for them. Yeah, well, uh, Western's at Laurier on Sunday to kick off the season, so that's that's one of the big games in the country. And Laurier, to me, uh, who finished four and four last year, 
the two Kitchener teams finished four and four. Waterloo finishes four and four, and that is a monumental achievement. Laurier finishes four and four, and they were the most, uh, to me, the most disappointing team in the entire country. When they came in here, I think in week two last year, maybe week three, they looked like a team that was going to compete for a Vania Cup, and then the thing, the whole thing went off the rails. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, they, their whole their whole season went off the rails, and and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're going to be a team that has a chip in their shoulders. So that game, Western, like right week one, Western at Laurier, could be uh, could be a, a, a huge. A factor in what the league moving forward certainly it'd be a marquee yeah. game for sure and i get a lot of people that that follow not just oua football but u sports football are going to have that one circled and certainly going to be tuning in this weekend uh yeah laurier always is an interesting team they always yeah. seem to have that wave where they're they're an oua contender and then you know the, the recruiting cycle maybe falls off and then they they're a team that can go two and six so it's a, it's a really strange yeah. interaction with with how football works up at, at laurier but I mean, when I first got to university, my first year, they won the Vanier back in 2005. Yeah. So they're they're always a team that's that's in the that seems to be in the mix uh, when their when their recruiting cycle is is at its peak. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if they can take down Western in Week One. I a couple of years ago, I would say privately that I and actually said a couple of times publicly that uh, worried about the health of the league that there were seemed to be the haves and the have nots and and it was a two tiered league. But you know, you look at the league now now you know with Waterloo. Uh, having a great season last year, um, you know, the, uh, York finished three and five. You know, they they were they were competitive, and they're going to be a, a decent team. Waterloo's going to be a pretty good team this year. Uh, the two teams that you know, Windsor and U of T. Uh, Windsor was one and seven. U of T, zero oh and eight. And that's you know, given the size of the of the university and and the the, the resources they have, you know, they should be they should be one of the best teams in the country. But um, I don't know how focused the the athletics are in football there. They've got a great coaching staff. Uh, Bob Mullen, a good friend of mine, of a lot of people here in Kingston, is there. Yeah, some very capable football people, and uh, talked to Bob Mullen at the Canada Cup, and he said, you know, we just want to make some noise this year. Yeah. We got to we got to and and you know, yeah, you want teams like that. To, to be better. I just don't want them to be better on uh, September. I think it's the September 14th. Yeah. Queens is there, but um, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's good for the league. If Windsor and Toronto were a bit better this year. Yeah. If they can steal a couple of wins and, and some of those teams that you, you mentioned who <coughs> have become tier two in terms of the OUA football circle and landscape, if they can start beating up on each other and if they can admit if one or two of them can pull off a win against that upper echelon group of teams that includes, you know, Queens, McMaster, Carleton, Ottawa, Western, um, Guelph, that whole mix there. If, if they can, uh, you know, if one of those teams takes a loss to one of that other yeah. group, then, then yep. certainly it changes the landscape entirely it and can, can alter the playoff picture and give a little bit of a confidence to a team like Toronto, who, again, we, we talked about Bob Mullen. They also have former Gales defensive coordinator, Greg Marshall. That's right. Who's the head coach yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's kind of taken over there over the last couple of years and has done a good job uh, in terms of establishing his brand of football there uh, that we that we saw here for years at Queens. And then hopefully for for Coach Marshall and Coach Mullen, they can... Yeah, just got to get some wins. A couple of wins in there for U of T. Uh, and some new coaches in the league. Obviously, uh, Steve Snyder here. Uh, you know, speaking of Coach Shea and his son, Ryan, uh, takes over the program in Guelph. They finished uh, five and three last year. I think there are a lot of question marks there <clears throat> about what kind of team they're going to be. Uh, and you see and on Ryan's uh, staff, a lot of familiar names, including his brother, Devin, is, yeah. is with him. And then uh, McMaster Stepasachik is back. 
as a head coach for his second go uh, uh, with uh, Mac. He left uh, there and became the offensive coordinator with the Tiger Cats. He was offensive coordinator last year at UBC. I think it's great for the league that uh, a coach like this is back in the is back in the OUA. Oh, he's huge. And uh, <clears throat> again, I McMaster McMaster alumni. It's a lot of M's. McMaster alumni, and had the pleasure of of, of knowing and interacting with Coach Potasic uh, during my time up there. And uh, yeah, he's he's great for the program there. They had a a little bit of turmoil at Mac last year in terms yep. of uh, you know some of the the coaching staff and and some of the issues that happened up there. There was actually one of the games where they all took the McMaster M decal off their helmets I in, remember pro- that, yeah. in protest of some of the the issues that had gone up at Mac in terms of administration and some of the choices they had made with uh, with their former head coach up there. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of of, of of hostility, I think, between the program and the institution. Uh, but getting Coach P back, I think, is a huge stability Absolutely. factor for them. Yeah. And uh, I think that the Hamilton and McMaster football community are are pretty excited about having him back and and to see what happens up in Hamilton this year. So g- getting back to the Gales, 6 o'clock uh, at the stadium. Uh, I suspect James Keenan will be the uh, starting quarterback. Uh, Coach Snyder did not want to talk about it yesterday. I, I get that. <clears throat> he did, you know, it's, it's t- I think, the toughest week to prepare for for any team is week one. And he doesn't want to give Carlton anything ahead of time. But. Uh, you know, our job is to, in the media, is to uh, report things as we see them. And yeah. uh, I've been to enough uh, practices in the last week that I, I think, in my opinion, Keenan is the guy that stands out to me. But that's uh, it's obviously not my call. And buy a ticket and find out. Junior Gales night. All Junior Gales get in free with one parent uh, with your uh, jail, uh, Junior Gales card. And you also get a free hot dog. So oh, pretty excellent. Good, pretty good deal. So yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can get a Junior Gales card. I might. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. See if uh, I can find a parent. <clears throat> I always say about the NFL preseason that I wouldn't watch preseason games if they played them in my backyard. And one was played in our backyard last night in Winnipeg. Your Oakland Raiders against uh, one of my favorite teams, the, the Green Bay Packers, in Winnipeg. And the game turned into a bit of a debacle because uh, the, it, it, they spent about a million bucks to convert the field from a Canadian field to an American field. And there were issues with one of the end zones. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay had the issue. Oakland didn't. Yeah. Uh, so then they had to move the, uh, the, the, they shortened the field to 80 yards, yeah. basically. Uh, not a good look for the NFL, not a good, not a, into, and, and the company that promoted this game, uh, and not a good look for the CF, like for, for Winnipeg. Yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. But, uh, you, you know, this is the same company that uh, that uh, promoted games in Canada before. And they just have this attitude that, that the ticket prices were were outrageous. Yep. Uh, fans are not going to pay anything to, to go see bad football. No, and it was disappointing because <clears throat> you, you see how, how, how the Winnipeg community flocks to see Bombers games. Yeah. And, of course, that's probably a partial because of you know, the, the history and, and, and the mystique of the Bombers playing in, in that city. And everyone kind of is a, a big fan of that program. But it seemed like there was was pretty empty. It was. Yeah. And, and, that, and I was I was twe- I was uh, texting with some Winnipeg friends. I got a handful of, of, of uh, former colleagues that, that work in Winnipeg, still live and work in Winnipeg. And I uh, was asking them if they were at the game. And they're all lobbies. And God, no. I mean, yeah. like the ticket prices were, you know, it's almost like NFL playoff prices. Yeah. And so, no, people stayed away in droves. So, yeah, prices through the roof and, and obviously just NFL preseason. And, and bad football. Yeah. yeah. And, and not a ton of, of star power in terms of guys on each of those respective rosters. Yeah, that 30, we're see. Regu- th- like 30 guys from the Packers didn't even dress. So. 
Oh, and the, I think a handful of the guys on the Raiders that I heard of afterwards, it didn't even fly to Canada. Yeah. So a bunch of guys that stayed back in, 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 in Oakland that were well, training or wherever there, they there, were. There, there could be some guys that may not get into Absolutely, Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> yeah. might be a little bit of an issue, but yeah, a handful of guys <laughs> that didn't even come. I mean, it ended up turning into a decently exciting game in the fourth quarter with the Raiders coming back and, 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 and winning the game in the end by, by a single point, 22 to 21. But uh, yeah, you're right. NFL preseason is not the same product no, as we no. see when the games start to matter. And uh, I think that the the experiment of NFL in Canada, you know, suffered another setback. It did. If it was it even did. possible yeah. last night. I mean, so. I remember when they did it in Toronto, they said uh, Rogers had the, the notion that people will pay anything to watch NFL football. And they ended up papering the room. I remember going to see a preseason game years ago. It was Dallas and Cleveland, 9-3. You know, yeah, I've, great. I still watch it when I have trouble falling asleep at night because <laughs> yeah. it puts you right to sleep. But uh, And sticking with your Raiders, they've been on hard knocks uh, this year. And that's the one, that's the only thing that's, to me, that is intriguing about the NFL preseason is the show Hard Knocks, yep. the inside look uh, training camp. And because it's done in real time, yes. uh, there's there's not a lot of editing. Um, and uh, there are a lot of F-bombs. Yep. But uh, the, the big story with the... With the Raiders, to me, it's been uh, the disappointment uh, in Antonio Brown so far. His behavior, first he had the uh, the, the burnt feet and yes. the helmet issue and still not showing up to practice. Uh, he's got $30 million in guaranteed money that uh, they, you know, they could they could pull that rug out from under him. Just a, another example of a very arrogant NFL player that uh, if he's not careful, he's going to be on the, the show uh, in a couple of years of the guys that uh, went bankrupt, that had everything. Absolutely. And I think that it's starting to get to the point of frustration for <clears throat> the people that are in charge. So Mike Mayock, who's the, the general manager now for the Raiders, has come out in a number of press conferences already now and, and started to say, you know, we need you to be all in or all out. Yeah. So we need you either to, to buy into this team and be here for your teammates and start practicing to get to the point where you're going to be ready for week one or 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 don't come. So I think that the frustration is starting to to set in for for the brass there. You see, you see Gruden still, I mean, whether it's for the for the cameras or for whatever it might be as a as the head coach to try to continue to defend his guys. But he's come out and in, in in the show and 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 supported Brown and whatever he's been doing. But I think he knows obviously that he's going to be the the team's yeah. you know workhorse in terms of catching the football. But yeah, um, I, I think it's been a good look in terms of in terms of seeing it. There's obviously a lot of of guys that uh, that fit the the parameters of being a part of that. You know, John Gruden was a a TV guy for ten years in his time out of the league, and you got that and, right, man. Yeah, cer- <laughs> cer- hey, man. certainly yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> is not shy away from a microphone or the spotlight and a number of other guys in the mix. One of the the most intriguing guys, I think, has been rookie Jonathan Abrams, yes. who's yeah. received a lot of uh, attention and with the show, I think, just based on his personality. And he's not afraid of anyone. No, he's he's been a very physical player. And yeah. they were trying to get him at the beginning of training camp to dial it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, he said, I, I only have one speed, and I respect that. Yeah. You know? Uh, but in, in turn, you know, Antonio Brown was obviously a huge disruption last year with the, uh, with the Steelers, um, just to cut, you know, he's got all the talent in the world and, and, uh, just, uh, you know, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, I, I, he's an agent that gives, uh, a lot of times gives his clients bad advice and, For sure. uh, and, and not to, you know, maybe he's trying to, to work with Brown here, but. You know, somebody's got to kick that kid in the ass and, and get him to fly. Because he's got, he, as I said, he's got 30.5 uh, 
million dollars in guaranteed dough. And if he screws it up, they can they can walk away from that money. And it's that's yeah, and he's gone. He's going to take another shot on him. The disappointing yeah. thing I think with Antonio Brown though is that he seems to be excited and happy to be in Oakland. And whether that's because it's a fresh change or whether yeah. he's you know he's putting on a facade because he he wants to be change his image a little bit and be embraced by a new fan base and a new city and new franchise, but, but go to work, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. I mean, he had the, the cryotherapy incident with his burnt yes. feet, which was yeah. pretty gross to look at. And then the whole incident with the helmet, uh, where he was, you know, the, the NFL deemed it unsafe yeah. for the helmet that he was currently wearing. And then he, he said he wanted to find one that was the same make and model, but it was after 2010 that didn't exist and didn't exist <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's been kind of a mess uh and the, you know a lot of the, the major outlets and, and and daytime programs are talking about how the raiders have made a mistake um but these are we'll also, see these we'll are see. also yeah these yeah. are also the and, same people and, that my, have, my fear for the raiders are they're having this this much trouble with this kid right now imagine if if things don't get off to a good if he stays yeah and and things you know if they're uh and they're two and six they're two and six yeah. and and uh what what happens then so yeah so yeah. i think it'll be a little tough for them but i think that they're hopefully looking towards a long-term plan here not many people are expecting them to do a whole lot this season including myself i think that that maybe six and ten might be realistic but yeah. i'm i'm cautiously we'll optimistic hopefully things can yeah, turn it's around a pretty good them. division that yeah, they're in for sure. uh and quickly before we go the kingston frontenacs uh, open training camp on tuesday this coming week uh they've got uh some uh inner squad games on tuesday at five uh, Wednesday at uh, 10 in the morning and then again at uh, 5 in the afternoon. Uh, Thursday, th- Thursday they've got um, an inter-squad game in the morning and then Friday they play the Oshawa Generals. But, you know, the things that we'll be talking about uh, in a couple of weeks from now is uh, how Shane Wright is going to adjust to life in the OHL. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they have a decent rookie coming yeah, into yeah. the <laughs> franchise this year and maybe <clears throat> provide a little more... Uh... Put butts some, in the seats. Put some bums sure. in the seats. And and it's still not clear on uh, their number one import in the draft to see if he's going to be here. And uh, obviously we'll have more news that, uh, news on that in a week. But very excited to see uh, Shane Wright uh, come to town. And, and the, you know, the one thing I, I want to clear up here, I hear from a lot of people that uh, Shane Wright's only going to be here for one year. He's going to demand a trade. Da, 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 da. You know, here's the thing that a lot of fans don't understand about the OHL. Players do not have any leverage. No. Uh, when it, you can demand a trade all you want. And if uh, uh, if we don't want to, if I'm running a team and I don't want to trade you, I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, unless it's, because uh, w- what's the kid going to do? Sit at home? Uh, that's that's your only other option is to withhold your service. And when you're at that age and trying to make it to the next level, uh, withholding service is not a very good idea. Not at all, especially considering, you know, we talked about him being among the group of guys that got exceptional status, but we've yep. also talked about how careers have unfolded for the likes of Sean Day. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, Shane exactly. Wright is, is a great yep. talent. And but, a great kid. Yeah, for sure. Great kid. But by no means is he a, a yep. for sure thing at the next level right now, and I he, think he's got to go through his junior abs- cycle sure. here. And, and, that's, and that's part of hockey. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of – uh, worst play, you know, and, and anyway, I'm not suggesting for a second that, that the right camp has said this. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, I run into people all the time on the street that, uh, it seems to be the thing. I just want to put that to rest. That yeah. It's not going to happen. He's yeah. here for a few years. So yeah. unless, you know, down the road, like Tavares was traded from right. Oshawa to London, you know, you, you move him on to, to, to play a hand, like half a season if, for a team, if they have a shot to win a Memorial cup, I see that because yeah. you get assets back. But, uh, other than that, 
prepare yourselves, guys, because it's going to be a lot of fun watching this kid develop and play. And it'll be really exciting to, to have a name like that in, in Kingston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had their run a couple of years ago where they had the potential to try <clears> to get close. through for an yeah. OUA, or OUA, OHL <laughs> championship. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be really exciting to have Shane right here in Kingston, and we're welcoming him, and it'll be exciting to go see some France right games this year. All right, Kyle. Uh, we will see you uh, the week of uh, after Labor Day. Sorry, you're teaching, but uh, you can you can still come in, can't you? Absolutely. All right. Have a great uh, have a great uh, weekend, everybody.